0: Okay. Good morning. Today's class is in Rufus Shalema for Reb Daniel Ben Sara and Reb David Sarah Chaya Bat Adel and Reb Shalom Ben Yavne. Also in the success and Yerachman Vilishava Novak, Adi Albin Vilishava, Shafin Vilishava, Emil Vilishava, Re'em and Mizrach Hashem. Also the Shmuel Yerachman Diana Ben Gedalia and Sion Benema. Mizrach Hashem May third and May fourth in Beverly Hills. and Mizrach Hashem May seventeenth in Manhattan. God willing, we're going to be there. So officially, that date is officially booked. Um, and God willing, Sunday night, I'm also having a class uh, with Coach Menachem on Zoom at 9.30. He's a I believe he's, he's a psychologist, a very into the Lake World world. That's going to be at 9.30, way past my bedtime. But we're going to do it anyway. That's going to be at 9.30, where we'll send out the Zoom, et cetera. Okay, so today's class, we're going to take a few concepts. Lesson 261, Lesson, uh, a great book, Reclaiming the Self by Rabdobin Pinson, Lesson 7, and a little bit of Living in the Presence by Benji Epstein, a childhood friend of mine. Okay, so today, obviously, I had a a very challenging morning. I had to play mommy and daddy today. So, obviously, my whole morning ritual was off, everything was off today, and sometimes you just, that itself, you, you have to take a lesson from, and sometimes God wants you to constantly just renew be able to handle chaos and just constantly renew. And I said, what do I have to do right I just have to renew. And when you accept that concept of renewal, it's a constant renewal. Actually, because of what happened this morning, I changed my whole class. Just, just to show you, everything in life It becomes spirituality at the end of the day. It's very important that we make, the word kadusha means to separate, right? Separate yourself from the situation. Very, very, very important. I can't tell you that. A, that's emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence means to separate yourself from the situation. Stop judging it. Stop attaching yourself to it. It's just a situation. Very, very, very important. The emotional intelligence. This is ultimately what we want. You can have intelligence, but you don't, can't have, if you don't have emotional intelligence, then everything goes down there. Because when we don't have emotional intelligence, like we said before in the other class, before things become much, much bigger than they are. So at the end of the day, view it as is, not worse than it is. And that's the word kadusha. Kadusha means to separate yourself from this. Do I have low self-esteem? Do I have a failure? Am I a failure instead of, I just failed, what do I need to learn from it? It's a big difference. Because then every moment could be a moment of constant renewal. Every moment could be a moment of a lesson versus I, I'm, this is my identity. This is what I really, really want to, to express. This is exactly also the job of the ego to tell you how everything's wrong in your life, and to get you to go straight into t- tank the, into despair. So this is what Rabbi Nachman says in Lesson 261, and this is why we need, you have to understand something, there's a, there's a re, people have already gone through this path already. You're not the first one going through this path. Rabbi Nachman says, I've already created a path of victory for you guys. Just follow my teachings. I've already went through that already. There's people that already have already gone through these these. Uh, fights with the Yitzhakara. They they only created roads, so we know what road to go on. Don't overcomplicate things. Follow the simple instructions of Rabbi Nachman or our Hasidic masters, and everything else is just nonsense. That's the bottom line. You have to recognize. Okay, what do I need to do now? It's very very important. They've, Rabbi Nachman, as a as a as a as a child, went into a mikvah two, three o'clock in the morning, broke the ice. They've already gone to deep, deep, deep levels that we will never get to ourselves. But he gave us the same tools so that we can get there. So that's why there's no need today to despair. There's no need to be depressed. There's no need. It's constant renewal. That's the most important message I can give you today. No matter how things are, nothing, everything can change in the blink of an eye. Just, just to show you how, how much. I mean, the Miami Dolphins, they've been stinking the whole season. Next thing you know, they just drafted this new guy. I don't know how they got him. It's a miracle how they got him, but the guy's like the fastest guy in the NFL. Next thing you know, the whole team is reborn. It's a reborn instantly from like the worst of the worst. They lost the coach. And next thing you know, the, the, a new spark came up and everything changed all of a sudden. Everybody's talking about them. The, everything changed about, you understand? In the blink of an eye. That's also, when you live in renewal, you, you can get opportunities in the blink of an eye. But when you don't live in that renewal state, those opportunities cannot come to you. and that's that. We just have to put ourselves in a, an opportunity to win. And that's by being completely, completely open and not constantly c- crashing on everything that happens. This is what Rahman tells us in Lesson 261. When a person falls from a spiritual level, he should know that this is divinely ordained. Let's repeat that again. When a person falls from his spiritual level, he should know that this is divinely ordained. Sometimes these faults are not your fault. Stop making everything about you. There's the reasons, if you're a C student, your Creator cannot handle you being a C student. He would rather you get an F, so you can eventually get an A. C students are, it's not, you know why? Because you're supposed to be a, a, we're supposed to be souls. We come, our souls come from, from greatness and we're supposed to have constant desire we do not get rewarded for the actions we get rewarded really for the desire so you're thinking oh i'm not doing this i'm not succeeding in this i'm not succeeding you're not getting rewarded on the on the on the actions you're getting rewarded only on the desire this is why you actually get credit for something that you don't you didn't even do where have you heard that before how could you get credit for something you don't because your intention is so valuable in heaven it's so valuable your intention that that's what you get. That that comes from the, the concept of keter. A person's will. God wants you to have constant will. So the same thing what he's telling us here. Because this person has become an average student, he's done everything spiritually, he's just checking off the boxes. That's heaven doesn't want that. You're just showing up. Doesn't mean you how many how many how many employees do I have to just show up to work? They just show up. Are they there? No. Some people just show up. Some people just show up to relationships, show up to (laughs) to things. But they're not there. They're they're there, but they're not there, if you know what I mean. A person could be in a relationship, but he's not there. But sometimes what happens, Hashem will create tremendous Shalom Bayit issues, a breakage in that relationship, in order for that relationship to have a constant, to have a renewal. Because if the relationship has no pulse, there is no relationship. Let it break, the vessel has to break, If the vessel breaks, it has a chance to now for a renewal. So this is exactly why sometimes our Creator makes us fall, and the way you handle the fall is the difference. Do you say why me, or do you say what's next? Do you separate yourself from the concept of kedushin? Do you say to yourself, "Why am I falling? I'm not good. I'm this, my that, and that." Or do you say, "What's next? What needs to be done right now?" I see that my Creator is getting my attention. He wants me to rise, but he sees that I'm I'm only. uh, There's no possible. For me, if I'm hitting a C student, so here comes the midlife crisis, here comes the, uh, you know, all of a sudden these shocks in our lives that force us, that force us for renewal. If a mother can lift a child, if a, there's studies that show that if a mother sees a child, a, a child underneath a car, there's, there's studies that show that mother, a mother has been able to lift a, ch- lift a car. Do you understand the potential people have? They can lift a freaking car, do you understand? How could a mother lift a car? Because there's no options. So we also have to recognize that all falls are tremendously for our benefit, and sometimes they're divinely ordained. You think you're doing okay, but your Creator wants you to do it a lot better. So even if you think you have it in the bag, this is because he's being rebuffed on beginning of being drawn closer. He therefore fell in order that he should motivate himself to draw closer to God. But unfortunately, sometimes we have this cartoon figure in heaven that we call God that say, Oh, he's out to strike me, he's punishing me for something I did, or I did something wrong, that's why I'm falling. Sometimes it's just divinely ordained. You have to grow up. You have to stop watching cartoons already. Your creator's infinite. He's ain't self. Stop taking every fall personally. I can't tell you how many times I've seen people throw out the bag just because they fell. Stop doing it already. Your creator's interested in what's next. Exactly what Adam. This is nothing new. What did Adam? What did Hashem tell Adam? Where are you? Where are you, Ayeka? Where are you? Where are you? Where are you running to? You made a mistake. Just tell me you made a mistake. Begin new. Versus, imagine somebody breaks your window, and then he runs. The judgment becomes much harder because he's running away from it. All you have to say is, "I broke the window." That's it. So every fall is divinely, most falls are divinely ordained. This is exactly why and Melch fell. This is exactly why the Jews fell in, in the head, in the um, center of the golden calf. They were all divinely ordained to teach us a path to stop with the guilt and the shame and all this nonsense. You could be embarrassed, but the shame, the guilt, there's absolutely nothing for you. All you should be thinking about is one thing. Keep moving. Keep moving. My trainer tells me all the time. Keep moving. Stop thinking. Keep moving. You still can do it. Keep moving. Keep moving. All you have to do is keep moving. Something fell? You missed this? Keep moving. It's the most important lesson. The advice for him, what is Rabbi Nachman's advice for him? Go see a psychiatrist. Go see a psychologist. No. Start new. To enter the service as he's never entered before. This is a very, very important rule. Rabbi Nachman does not use the word very important a lot. But when he tells you it's very important, pretty much you have to take that to the bank. In the service of God. Literally every day, people be, need to begin anew. Do you literally every day, he's telling you this. Every day, you have to begin anew. Are you conscious? That's the difference. What's the problem? Today, we're not conscious. We let days go by. We let weeks go by. We don't recognize we could we could have restarted. You know, it's like... You have to recalibrate. You see the alignments off on the car? You don't pay attention to it. Until you get a honk here, and then a guy screams at you, get in your lane, stay in your lane. And then next thing you know, you get into a car accident. And then what does the guy tells you? Well, how did you not see that you were in one lane, next thing you know, you're in four lanes. You have to check the alignment. When we're not aligned, we end up going into other people's lanes. We end up getting into accidents you have to check the alignment. The alignment is where are you aligned, how are you aligned. And Rav tells us that many times this is a very common thing to lose enthusiasm. Okay? It's, not a, it's not a new thing. Why? Because you're constantly rising. And because you have tremendous amount of resistance. Tremendous amount of resistance. Resistance is the modern version of the Yitzhahara. If I could tell you today, what is the 2020 version, 2022 version of the Yitzhahara? It's called a comfort zone. A resistance to keep you in a comfort zone. That is the modern day. It's not there to oppress. It's there to keep you as comfortable as possible so you do not grow and you stay stagnant. That's all the Itzahar wants. As long as you're stagnant, he's got you. Where are you going to go? You're stagnant. He'll give you all the ice cream you want, all the Netflix you want. Just stay stagnant. But once you start moving from that position... That's when you wake up, you wake him up. But as long as you are this that's what Rabbi Rush says, after the internet came out, the Yetzirah is at the beach most of the time. He says he's at the beach, because everybody's already stagnant. So this is what you have to recognize. So sometimes because of the, you're not going to get yourself out of the stagnant, remember, there's two types of arousals. There's an arousal on high, and there's an arousal below. Right, Rabbi Nachman tells us always the same thing. Do what you do at the end, in the beginning, so if you're arousing yourself, yourself, then there will, there's no need for an arousal below. If I, if I watch my diet and I put my, get myself in shape, I don't need to get, uh, uh, all of a sudden, a doctor tell me I have diabetes, or I have this, or I have that, to wake me up. And tell me, listen, if you don't stop eating sugar, you know, here goes your left arm. I don't need that arousal from a doctor. I don't need an arousal. So our job really is to be, to create our own desires, to create that arousal on ourselves. If we get that arousal ourselves, if I do what I do at the end in the beginning, then I don't need the wake up call from the end. But if not, what happens? Divine, it's gonna be divinely ordained that you should fall. And this is the, the, I would say this, this is a, I gave this tour out in my recovery centers. And this is called a relapse. People, what happens? People, all of a sudden, They do good, and then they start getting comfortable. Oh, I don't need to go to meetings anymore. I don't need to go to spirituality anymore. I'm good, I have it, I got it controlled. Really? Here comes the relapse. God makes them have the relapse. To recognize, because what happens is if that guy all of a sudden got a spiritual awakening and then he never really developed it, then what's the point of that whole spiritual awakening? He's gonna be a C student again. So let him break, let him have a nice fall where he's completely humbled, and he recognizes nothing but his creator, and that actually creates the biggest, the biggest highs again. So anytime we get comfortable, I'm not telling you you're going to have a fall, but it's almost an invitation to say, here comes problems. And Where do we know this from? We know this from Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu settled. And there his problems began with Yosef. You pretty much have to say there's a price for everything. Everything in life, there's a price. There's a price if you work out. There's a price if you don't work out. There's a price if you eat well. There's a price if you don't eat well. There's a price if you meditate. There's a price if you don't meditate. Everything has a price. You have to pr- there's a price for success, and there's a price for failure. <laughs> and what you do, if you do what's easy now, or what's hard now, what's going to be easy, it's going to be easier for you later. But if you do what's easy now, it's going to be much harder for you later. That's AKA self-esteem. If I'm investing in the short-term pain, I'm going to have long-term pleasure. But if i'm not willing to go for, to deal with short-term pain i'm going to deal with long-term pain member says this black and white he says if you don't want to suffer a little bit you're going to suffer a lot so this is where i in my life I, there's a decision to make constantly what's the price for this i want shalom Bayh, this is the price for shalom Bayh. this is there's always a price for everything if you want a tranquility in your life there's a price gonna, you're going to give up a little sleep you have to be willing to pay the price for what you want. You can't just expect to receive stimulus packages or spiritual packages. They don't come to you like, like you know, there's no, there's, no, there's no spiritual. Spiritual practices are, cre- are created through desire. But that's the whole point. Being comfortable in this world is ultimately slapping our Creator in the face. Because you're telling Him, I'm good. You know, I'm good. Imagine you just got into a marriage. All of a sudden you get wedding, you get, you get married. Next thing you know, your wife or your husband says, you know what, I'm gonna stop putting makeup on. I don't want to go to the gym anymore. I don't really want to work that, that, that job anymore. I just want to be comfortable. Pajamas all day long. What, what would you would fear, you would think, oh my God, I just got duped. I just got completely duped. <laughs> you would freak out. You would never want your partner to just say, okay, that's it. Average now, you lose the whole spark in the relationship. How many times do we say, there's no spark left. There's no spark in the relationship. There's no spark. You cannot lose the the spark in the relationship with your Creator. And if you do lose it, because of His love for you, He will make you fall. And it will be divinely ordained. When you've recognized this, there's nowhere to run. There's no place to go. But you have to turn on the gas. This is what he's telling us here. I and mean, this is what he's telling us. It's okay to, it's not, the problem is not the fall. The problem is what you do about it. That is in your control. Whether you're going to fall or not, absolutely. Absolutely. But there's great lessons to, to recognize that. If I didn't fall this morning, and I had the morning that I had this morning, I probably would not give this class today. <laughs> It teaches me, sometimes I have to fall so I have to, sometimes I have to go deeper into, a, into the fall, into what people are going through. And sometimes it just has to, it has to happen to you, so you learn a lesson. We think, oh, it's my fault, I'm smart, I'm doing if I fell, something's wrong with me. You're completely confused, completely confused. Because you think like this, it's showing you, you're not meditating, you're not praying or anything. Because you would recognize at the end of the day, Your Creator has the keys to everything. My Creator has the keys to my speeches. He has the key to my mouth. Sometimes I say the stupidest things. I'm like, how in the world did I say that? Why would I say that? Again, to teach you a lesson. There's times that things have come out of your mouth that you don't know, how in the world did I say it? (laughs) Just to show you how much you have to depend on this. But you should never be concerned with the fall. You should be concerned with the rise. What am I doing from this? The difference between a humble person, Hevel, and Kain. What's the difference between Hevel and Kain? Hevel, he's nothing. He's nothing without his creator. He knew he was nothing. Hevel was nothing. So he brought him what? The greatest offering. Kain says, I acquired everything myself. Kain. The soul of Kain. I acquired everything. I'm owed everything. What do I need to bring my creator? I did the work. So what did he do? He brought, he brought him a very... He brought him a very, very poor offering, A very cheap offering. You understand? The mindset is, "I'm owed everything in this world." Kain said, "He has it. I'm the one doing the work." And this is where you see today that people that seek to control things, they have no control over their own minds. How do you like that one? The more you seek to control things, the more anxious you're going to be, the more depressed you're going to be, the sadder you're going to be, because everything has to be certainty, and the more you look for certainty. You will not get any of it. But the more person who's connected to the concept of Ayin, Ayin is I'm nothing, Ayin, constant renewal, there's no control. You think your creator control, created you to, to come to this world to try to control everything? <laughs> you think that was your intention in this world? So you can see people that try to control everything, whether they control relationships, whether they control outcomes, whether they control, there's nothing but anxiety. Because anxiety is teaching you, you are doing the wrong thing it's a lesson to tell you, you are way too much in control. You're making everything too much about you. Just because of your fear and insecurity, all you want to do is control. Where a person who's humble, he goes with the flow. He goes with the moment. There's a new moment, and there'll be another new moment, and there'll be another new moment, and there's constant renewal. Nachman already mastered this. He tells you, you're going to have to renew yourself all day. Every day. Literally every day, people need to begin anew. Then this is not even something you should even... look. Any, just think of control means anxiety. That's the thing you should think. Anytime you're controlling something, just think of the word anxiety next to it. Guaranteed. Control means anxiety. So that control leads to anger. Anger leads to depression, etc. But you're not supposed to be doing it. That's why it's not good for you. So, do not be concerned about the fall. Be concerned. And it's funny how he says here, in this word, in this, uh, he's saying here, which is very beautiful, on the constant renewal, he says something really, really nice, that the word, let me see, the word, hold on a second. He says that the word Tikkun, rectification, has the same words. If you rearrange the words, it's tinok, child. That's your life, your child. You have to act. You have, how many times do people get healed when they go back to the inner child? Right? Isn't that ultimately we're going back to the inner child to repair? The t- tikkun, the rectification in life, is to start acting like a tinok like a child, not as far as emotionally. A child would rather, I think Y.Y. Jacobs said this line, great, if, if a child hurts another child, they forgive him right away. If an adult hurts another adult, they usually don't talk to them for, depending where, months, years, etc. And he says something very beautiful, because a, a child would rather be happy than be right. An adult would rather be right than be happy. But the word tikkun, the ultimate tikkun, is to begin new like a child. Talk to your Creator like a child. Everything should be like a child. Have your childish. The, the childish, the, the purity, when we're asking, when we're asking, you know, sometimes to pray, we're asking children with pure children, because they don't have the schmutz in their heads that we've developed. Go back to, like, begin anew like a child. When you're like a child, you don't th- hold, you don't take things personal, you move from one moment to the next moment, you're always laughing, everything becomes a new moment. There's no, they don't, you don't sit, at, you don't think a child, thinking about the future. You know, where am I going to, you know, the kids, what am I doing now? <laughs> What's now? It's all about the now. Child, children do not think of nothing but the now, the, the present moment. They fall, they get right back up. They cry, they're playing two seconds later. There's no, there's no guilt, shame, etc. The word tikkun is the word, tino, the word Tikkun. To rectify ultimately, I have to start becoming the child that doesn't seem to control everything. And it's funny that the word Avera, which is sin, has the same root as the, as the word Avar, which means the past. There you go. There you go. There's your, so there's, your, there's your aha moment. The renewal, to be a child, the Tikkun, whatever you do in your life, start new, and the ultimate... Stuckness and sin in life comes from staying stuck in the past. Avar, Avera, comes from the word Avar. You're in the past. The good old days, the good old. Your creator's interested in the new. So, this is exactly what this Torah is about. The whole Torah is all about looking at a fall as an opportunity, looking at a vessel breaking for new light. Nobody to blame, nobody to yell at. But your Creator is constantly giving you an opportunity for brand new. Therefore, if you're doing the 40-day challenge, if you're doing whatever you're doing, it's not about why me. Why me? You should not even say the word why me. Get out of me. You'll never succeed if you keep on saying why me. Nobody wants people... Okay. Neediness does not work. Self-pity does not work in heaven. Complaining blocks your awareness. It all this all all of these three things all they do is reaffirm your low self esteem. All they do is just tell you how much of your low self esteem you are. You you're doing this is confirming it through the same repetitive things. But if you start saying that sometimes the divine falls are completely, completely ordained, and I see this so black and white. This is why I don't stay in the path. I see it because I see I see how how even a class that I do, I can all of a sudden. I'm doing a different class. I don't even think about it. How did I even get to that class? This morning, I had a completely book charge. All of a sudden, I had to have that morning this morning just to create this class. It's all about the moment. Everything's about the new moment every single day. Now, if you live like this, you can live like this in work, you can live like this in, in your relationships, then you're, you're not, you're, you're a conscious being. And that's ultimately what we got. Even, even, even I broke my arm in the gym, I come back, now I do a completely different form and I'm I'm grateful for that breakage because now I, I have to be really careful to do the exercise right versus be careless and do it halfway and it broke the arm. But again, everything is not about me, it's not about us. It's about God wants you to constantly renew. It's all happening for your benefit. And if you have this mindset, there's no such thing as constant simcha because you're recreated. But if not, you, get, you bring all the past with you. Just think about relationships and areas of your life. Think of every, where you're thinking where you're stuck in the past. There, I guarantee you, because you're stuck on the past, that's what you're making the sense. If you were not stuck in the past, you would be present in the relationship. They would badge you going on a date where everybody's present, and nobody's got any baggage. It's, it's new. It's, a, it's refreshing. And that's ultimately what we have to do. We have to Divorce the past already. All of it, all sins come from the past. All renewals coming from a person really, really recognizing that sometimes the falls are divinely ordained. You cannot become a C student spiritually. Because what happens if you become a C student and you stop yearning, you lose that spark. And you lose that spark, then your Creator will, ha- will have to wake you up one way or the other. And the worst thing is when we get the wake up call and we don't recognize it's from God. That is even worse, because then how do you save the guy? You know, it's like the guy sitting in the the middle of the ocean. He prays for, uh, you know, here comes a helicopter. No, 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 not for me. I mean, even that salvation doesn't come from me. That's the worst thing, is to recognize things that's not even from your Creator. May Hashem help us all, that we should all merit to constantly renew. That's the ultimate tikkun in our lives, is to begin new. Anything think of any area of your life, whether it's exercise, whether it's diet, whether it's uh, whatever it is. The ultimate rectification for that is to begin new and stop blaming yourself, have love for yourself, and recognize it's all divinely ordained. Your, your creator can make you successful, but sometimes that success ultimately, it's pretty much like telling like a guy going to the casino and gambling and winning. It's ultimately the, the greatest curse that could happen to the guy, because now he's hooked. It's better that he should lose everything to get the lesson, than he should not never play again. This is why our sages say, sometimes a bad dream is better than a good dream. Because a bad dream makes you have self-respect. It wakes up the ego. A good dream, oh, you got it in the bag. I don't need to work on it. So remember that. Tikkun, child, of our being in the past. Have a good day.